You're listening to I Heard It on the 806, a podcast by John Bowers. Throughout John's years in ministry, there have been several key moments where things did not seem to be going as planned. It was through these experiences that he learned a very important lesson. God's timing is often not our timing. The most critical thing for us on occasions like these is obedience to the Lord, waiting on Him rather than trying to do it in our own timing. As it says in Psalm 27:14, wait for the Lord, be strong and let your heart take courage. Yes, wait for the Lord. And then in Proverbs 3, 5 through 6, trust in the Lord with all your heart and do not lean on your own understanding. In all your ways, acknowledge him and he will make your path straight. I had to learn to wait on the Lord in some difficult times. After we had the 2004 convention in Cuba, I had to wait 15 years before God opened the door for the concert that we had at the Karl Marx Theater. 15 years, year after year, month after month, praying and praying and praying, and finally God broke through. And within just a short period of time, we had the concert in 2019. But from 2004 to 2019, boy, that's a long time when you're praying for something to happen soon. But I learned something so important. If you wait upon the Lord when he finalizes everything, the wait was worth it. Well, I had, I was a silent partner in a farming operation in Pierce, South Dakota. And there were three of us, my nephew and my brother and myself. And it had come to the place where I felt that I was to be obedient to the Lord and sell out my stock so that I could have more liquidity to do what God wanted me to do, to help ministry and to fund different things. So I went to my, uh, to my nephew and my brother and I said, I, I believe I'm to sell out. And they said, well, this is not time to sell out because the farming is not the best in the world and we certainly wouldn't have the money to buy you out for what it's worth. And I said, well, can you trust me then to get the job done outside of the family? He said, well, it's not going to happen because if we can't buy you, no one else can. I said, okay, can you trust me to hear God as to maybe how that could happen? And they said, sure, do whatever you want. So as I was praying, eating carpet again, eating carpet again on my face, crying out to God, Lord, I believe I'm to sell my stock. So Lord, would you show me? Show me how it's all going to happen because obviously right now the, the family uh, corporation can't buy it. Lord told me here about a month after I was praying, I got up in the morning and I said to my wife, Linda Gay, I believe I'm to go to Pierce, South Dakota, and I'm to talk to the Crow Creek tribe about buying our, my stock. Because what happened is that our company actually bought 30 years ago a 5,000-acre farm and it was located, of all things, in the middle of the Crow Creek Reservation. And this had, had gone on. The white man had owned it for years and years and years, passed down from one generation to the other. And it just so happened that an elderly man who owned it was ready to sell it, and we bought it. So we owned 5,000 acres in the middle of the Crow Reservation. And, and it was just as real clear that, that night as I was praying and that next morning when I got up, I was to go to Pier. I was to call the Crow Creek chief. 
I was to see if he would meet with me to see if he's interested in buying my third of the company. So I called the Crow Creek tribe and I got a hold of their treasurer. And he says, I will meet you Monday. Now that was Friday when I had called. He said, I'll meet you Monday uh, morning in Pierce, South Dakota. So fly in Sunday and I'll meet you Monday. So we packed my bags and I flew to Pierce, South Dakota from Eugene, Oregon. And I got there and nobody showed up at the Ramcota Hotel. I'm waiting and I'm waiting. And so I called his number, got his secretary, and they said, "Oh, uh, he's he he had an accident. There was a death in the family, and his grandmother died. So he's with the family. He he won't have time to see you." And I says, "Okay, very good." I said, uh, "They said, well, what are you here for?" I told him. They said, "Well, he doesn't have the authority to talk to you about buying your stock, buying your." third of the shares of the land in, on our reservation. And I says, well, then there's been a misunderstanding. Thank you. And um, I trust that you'll have a blessed day. And hung up. So the first thing I thought of was, well, go back out to the airport, try to catch a flight back to Eugene. And when you fly from Eugene to Pierce, South Dakota, it's not an easy flight. You got to fly from Denver and hope you catch the little bitty flight that goes into Pierre. And there's only a couple of days so that if you miss one, you're you're overnighting someplace. So as I was getting ready to call the, the airport, strange thing happened. The Lord says, wait. Just sit down and wait. I'm in this. Wait. So I sat down in the lobby and an hour passed. One of the desk people noticed me sitting there and they came in and said, sir, are you all right? Is there, you've been waiting for somebody maybe? And I says, no, I'm, I'm, I'm waiting but I'm just supposed to wait here for a while though. We'll see what happens. Two hours have passed and I'm still waiting there. Different ones would come by and say, All right, can we help you? It's been here for some time. I says, no, I'm just supposed to sit here and wait. Everything's fine. Phone rings. It was the treasure secretary from the Crow Creek tribe. And they said, Mr. Bowers, uh, we're really sorry that you had to fly in here and waste all your time. We have a, an administrator, an accountant, from the, the Shakopee tribe that we think you probably need to meet. So he's going to come in to see you at the Ramcota. That's where you are. You told us you were at Ramcota. Wait there half an hour. He's coming. So I waited, and sure enough, here he comes. He walks over to me, and he introduces himself, and he says, well, Mr. Bowers, now what is it you, you've come to appear for? And I said, well, I wanted to come and see if the Crow Creek tribe would be interested in buying my third of the share of the company. He said, well, the Crow Creek tribe wouldn't, but we're the parent company over the Crow Creek tribe. We run their finances for them. And the Shakopees are definitely interested. I guarantee you the chief will be interested in buying your third. Would your, would your brother or your nephew also sell out? Because we'd buy the whole thing to put it under the reservation for the first time in years. I said, I can only talk for myself. I guarantee you my nephew won't sell, but um, let's see what happens with my brother. Talked to my brother, and he said, I certainly would sell. So my brother and I, we, we took a trip after I went home from meeting with this gentleman. We flew back to Minnesota to meet with the Shakopee chief and some of his leaders, and we shook hands to sell them at the market price, our stock in the Farm Corporation. After the powers that be with my nephew and 
the bank and the accountants and the lawyers. They said, no, this isn't going to work. We, we don't want to mix this up. We want it to stay in the family. So we're going to see if Land Bank would just simply pay you guys what the Shakopee tribe was going to pay you. And I says, well, the problem is we've already shook hands and agreed to sell it to the Shakopees. They said, well, that can't be. You, you, just, you just can't do it. And I says, guys, unless they break the contract, we shook hands. I'm coming home to draw the contract up. Unless they break the contract, I gave them my word. We got a call that next day from the administrator of the Shakopee tribe, and they says, Mr. Bowers, we're really battling Washington, D.C. on our different issues with the gambling casinos, and they want to start taxing us, and we got a lobby. We don't have time to finalize the, the, the purchase of your property. Would you give us six months? And in six months' time, we should have this gambling thing under control in Washington, D.C. So would you give us six more months? I says, no. We made the agreement that you were buying us here at, in, a, in a reasonable amount of time within the next month. And so I think this means that we break the contract. If somebody else comes, we'll sell to them. But if it's still available in six months, I'll sell it to you. And they said, fair. We sold it to the family op operation, received our money, distributed funds to pay off debt, and gave the largest tithe I had ever thought I would ever possibly give in all of my life. Because we waited upon the Lord. What would have happened if I would have gotten up after two hours of sitting in the Ramcota Hotel in Pierce, South Dakota, and went out and got on a flight and flew home? Oh, people, sometimes waiting on the Lord is the blessing of God. Be willing to wait. Don't get in a hurry. How faithful our God is. You've been listening to the I Heard It on the 806 podcast with John Bowers. Make sure you don't miss an episode by subscribing wherever you listen. To learn more about John Bowers, this podcast, and to find out how you can get a copy of his new book, I Heard It on the 806, go to IHeardItOnThe806.com. This has been an Avenue 153 production.